how you do it. <laughs> All right, we did it. We're here. We got there. First uh, sidetracked of the year. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome back. Thank, thank you very much. Welcome for the first time. That's uh, quite the year, quite the year. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, new, new Year, new me or something. Well, New Year. I, I have New Year, new job, new car, same cunt. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, sure. Give <laughs> steps. <laughs> Are you, do you have a new job? Yeah, I got a new job. What do you have? I am a, I, I'm a frontline worker. I'm a, an industrial cleaner in the COVID units. Fuck. So Jeez. I'm going to spraying all that shit down and trying to combat the COVID. Jesus. Fair play. Fair play. Yeah. I just, I want my kid, I want my kids to ask me, you know, what did you do in the war? And I'll, I'll tell yeah. them. <laughs> you can, when they ask you how you got them scars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where is that? Is that in the hospital or? Nah, it's in the one of the COVID. It's an OMA, but it's like a—I swear to God, it's like an army base. Like they just like—it's where tent. where they test, is it? Yeah, tents and shipping containers, and it's mad. Like, yeah, pure zombie apocalypse shit. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, that's why. I, like you know, if zombie apocalypse breaks out, I'm gonna be the first one to know about it. Like, I'll be uh, I'll have wee badge on whenever they're burying me. It's first eaten. <laughs> sure, yeah, <laughs> you've got my. Digital number now. You can let me know whenever shit's really starting to go down. Yeah, well, listen, I'll mess you up. Like, shit has hit the fan. Code red. No <laughs> one's getting out alive. Sweet. I'll drink to that. Cheers. <laughs> we were just that. Uh, me, me and that. Uh, me and Luke were just reminiscing about you boys yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we had. I think I've told you before. We had uh, your cassette stuck in. Uh, oh yeah. The cassette deck of the car on the way around England. In the fucking Fast Thursday mobile. Yeah, which is now sadly gone, but uh, oh. yeah, the car's, car's gone. <laughs> I can't remember what gig it was at. I think it was up here in Nether Kenny, and we seen it, me and Aaron seen it park, and we're like, what? Is that a Fast Thursday on the fucking, <laughs> <laughs> on the front of it now? Like, <laughs> and I'd like, class, like and all the badges were covered in Fast Thursday, like the rims were Fast yeah. Thursday, and they end up like... And they actually, I, I seen the car yesterday actually, and the rims are still fast Thursday, which I think is hilarious. Because <laughs> you guys playing around with no idea. But uh, no, we, we we were reminiscing and we were like, because uh, we all have different. So Luke loves sharks in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. But my song that I took away from tour was Dirt Cheap Beers. And why isn't that song on uh, Apple Music? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> yeah, it was on. It was on yesterday. Every other song is on there, bar that one. Jeez, I was like, that's very strange. I was like, this is fucking unfair. I, like, I want to listen to this now, and I can't. That's. I didn't know that. Thanks for letting me know. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> I'm gonna speak to my manager. Yeah, speak, speak. You'll you'll have your people call his people so he can tell people. <laughs> Do that all the time. Yeah. Um, as I, I love telling people that I'll have my people contact their people. I don't have people. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, um, I think that's where we saw the the car, actually, was at the Disturbance Festival. <laughs> and uh, I, remembered, I remembered you saying something about, or someone said that you really wanted to hear Cheap Ears and just happened to be the one we played first at that gig, so... Yeah. And you were, I could see you like uh, in the corner singing along, and then you had to disappear upstairs to play your own set. <laughs> I fuck, I love that song. It just, it just reminds you of like, because like we've played gigs before, but we're like we went, we went down to Skillum one time, and we were like ten hours early for the gig because we took the bus. And uh, <laughs> good old bus, we, the, uh, bus. Good, the good old road <laughs> bus. But uh, we just had nothing to do, so we landed at the Lidl and you know those fucking pilsners. Hmm. They like we bought a uh, Chevrolet. See, by the time we went on stage, yeah, by the time Rainbacker, we went on, like by the time we went on stage and on a skeleton, I was, <laughs> I don't like, I don't remember. I've seen photos of that gig, and I don't remember that gig at all. Like <laughs> a good one. I, then. I, it was one of those really good ones where, like, 
you drank beer, you got paid in beer, and like all the crack was good. But yeah, memory absolutely gone. Seen the pictures, and you're like, oh, I did have a good night. <laughs> well, actually, in one of the pictures, I'm completely t- like, do you remember I used to have the long hair like on oh, top? Yeah. Yeah, one of the pictures, the hair is just like down here and like I have no top on. And I, must, <laughs> I must have been having like a Dave Grohl moment to myself because the, yeah. the necklace I was wearing was like pulled up real tight like a choker. And <laughs> I thought I was Jesus and it's just, oh, it's rough looking because you has got the man. That you, the, I, I think I remember saying to the photographer, texting him about it, saying like, you really captured my man, did he, in HD? You <laughs> <laughs> caught it from such a good angle. It was so fucking funny. Which I was trying to remember as well when I when I even seen you lads last. I think it must have been like uh Cherim's gig and in, in uh for their single launch. Uh, was it? That's what I came up with anyway. <laughs> was it not that gig we did Noma with the soap girls or yeah? I would have been probably the last time I've seen you play. I would just mean seen oh, you in general. general. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, hey, to be honest, like I haven't even seen the boys. Do you know? Nah. And that that's getting pretty tight because the more we leave Jamie alone, the more unsafe it gets. <laughs> like, up to badness. Well, <laughs> it's not even that. It's like, uh, unfortunately, during the lockdown, the dole don't stop giving you money. And uh, mm. so Jamie's just collecting. Like he's just collecting this money. And then we had like a video chat last week, and he was like, "You'll never guess what a button." I was like, "What?" He's like, "A Digitech whammy, but for bass." And I was like, "Them bass players get notions, hey." I swear you to God, they just—they don't get it. They, they don't get it. They don't get that it's just like you know, <laughs> straight into your amp. Sounds good. Please play it. Leave it alone. And then they get these things like whammies and they're and then they start encroaching on the guitar territory. Oh, hey, oh, hey, hey. Uh, Whose idea is that? See, once he crosses that lane, I have no mercy. <laughs> I mean, no mercy. In this <laughs> I'll be sweeping the leg like my name is Johnny. Fucking Cobra Kai shit. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I, oh do, do you want to come and do this? Do you want to come and do this? <laughs> But no, he like uh, it's it's also worse because I have his, I have his four string bass, so he's playing a five string through this thing, and it's uh, dangerous there. He's getting very and Luke was saying recently he's wearing check trousers and cardigans. He's getting very experimental. <laughs> like you'll be out of the band before you know it. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait till they sack me. <laughs> I'm gonna get sacked one of these days. I'll be asking for a P forty five in a ring. <laughs> Get your references, hey? Yeah, I'll just ring them up someday. Can I get a reference for a new band, though? <laughs> Great crack, shake guitar player. <laughs> um, so how you've you released a, a single there recently? Mm. Yeah. Um, back to the start. That was a long time coming. So was this pre-recorded? You're saying you hadn't seen the lads, so is this something you'd recorded a while ago? Yeah, well, it was. It started going into the works a really long time ago, uh-huh. and uh, we we had recorded most of it, and then the engineer we were working with lost everything. Oh fuck! So Not I good. spent I I literally so what I had to do was I went on to the the computer that the engineer lost lost all everything and so like I went to the computer and I downloaded every logic file that computer had and then I just sieved through every one of them to see if I could find what belonged to us yeah and that that, that took a couple of months so uh, <laughs> fuck's sake okay. so I, I eventually got everything and then with lockdown and all happening I was like right okay so uh, like uh, do you know do you know who Ryan Fluff Bruce is um the Riff Beards and Gears guy. Yeah, yeah. Him? Yeah. Yeah, so he did a collaboration with uh, ML Sound Labs and... Uh, oh, yeah. I think made, I a, made a 5150 IR and then gave it away for free. I think so, I might have seen something about that, yeah. So I downloaded the 5150 just for shits and giggles and see when I heard it, I was like, 
oh god this could go on a track yeah. so i finished up the guitars on the track and then we uh i done so we went through about like two months worth of mixing and it, i was mixing away on it and then uh we eventually got to that point we were like right it it's ready like you know how do we go about mm-hmm. this and we were kind of like in one hand, we were kind of like, we're in a pandemic and we want to give people music. And on the other hand, we were like, we don't want it to get forgotten about because we're in a pandemic. Because yeah. this single, it was actually supposed to come out because it's kind of, the song itself, it's weird for us because it's kind of a love song. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we wanted it to come out in Valentine's Day. So that's how long, that was supposed to come out last February. Right. So that that's how long we were waiting on it. Um, and then we eventually got it out. But get like getting them after we had it mixed and getting it mastered, all that was you know, that was the the easy work then. Like everything else had been done. When was it actually ready though? Because like when did you have to when did you get everything done? Whenever you said you went through the files and everything, when was that? Was that in time for February or was that somewhere in the middle of last year or what? What's oh god, that was like no, that was in the lockdown when I had like Aye. A couple of months to do fuck all in the lockdown. I that literally was... sat and simmed through. Like, kept you going. <laughs> that and I watched six seasons of Gotham. It was all, it was all very intense. Um, <laughs> but no, I was getting that, and like ba- basically, we could put out, we could put out a song every week from now to could we have, we're sitting on that much stuff. We could put out a song from now to twenty thirty. We could put out a song every week. But the only problem with it is, is I'm really particular on drums. You know this. I love I love the snare sound you guys have. And I'm really particular about drums and I hate MIDI drums. Yeah. So to have live drums. So we ha we have like we have loads of tracks that looks looks put the drums down on. Um, but we're still waiting on like maybe four. Because the intent the intent was before lockdown was to put out an album. Because mm. we've done we've done the EP thing twice now, and we just have that much stuff that we just wanted it to be an album, and that that was initially the thought, and then now we're just like we're thinking about releasing it as a double EP. Yeah, you know because EPs and singles seem to be doing kind of well, so there isn't. There's another single coming. Um, okay. There's another single coming that kind of it's kind of like Star Wars, kind of like the dark side and the and the and the light side if you uh think about backless start and then you this next single coming is it a, it's exact opposite okay so it it's gonna it's gonna shock some people so, with rega- regards to our sound so that this one was the love song and this next one's the hate song <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> or what one's a love song and, and the other one's an unfortunate love song Oh. <laughs> I'm just gonna start writing love songs. It seems everybody's making a fucking fortune out of them. <laughs> uh, you gotta get a, stick another love song in there. Keep everyone happy. I tell you, my girlfriend loves love songs, and I've just been listening to them because she has control of the radio in the car, and it's just like <laughs> I've listened. I'm going, you guys are making a fortune of this shit. You know, you're not even you're telling like, I, me. About, I have feelings too. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not even telling me about like a good night out or like this or whatever. You're just vaguely telling me about somebody you used to go with. But it's yeah, all, I think... like, I, I, can't, I can't wait for this album to come out because we completely. So basically, like, I, I think everyone knows at this point that uh, we go through band members like underwear. Um, because there's been so many lineup changes that, that, that even I'm concerned about who's in the band nowadays. I don't even know if I'm a member anymore. <laughs> um, but like, so with the lineup we have now, which is me, Jamie, and Luke, like the music tastes are more varied than they ever have been. Yeah. And the sound we got from that was nuts. Like it was, yeah. Like we, we wrote stuff that we never, ever thought we would write, you know, that we would sound like. Um, the the two the two singles that well actually only one of the singles that comes out is the only thing that'll sound like anything we've done before, which is Back to the Start. It, it it's the only song yeah. on the album that sounds like anything we've done before. Everything else cool. has gone so much darker, <laughs> so much cool. nastier that I love it. Yeah, yeah, that that's the the beauty of like collaborating and just having a band. Like you you kind of. 
you bond over like the the middle ground, but then everyone has their own tastes as well. And if you can incorporate it all in, then that's when you're getting onto the good stuff. Like yeah, well, like we we got to a point where we were like, you know, are we writing it for us or are we writing it to to tick a box on Distro Kid when you're putting it out? You know, are you, are you, yeah. are you writing rock classic rock music? fill the box of classic rock or are you just going to write the song and let the song be what the song is mm. do you know and that's kind of what 100%. we went for there's there's two two songs on the that'll be on the album and every time we play every time we play them after we're finished I'm like Jesus what the, wh- how did we get here <laughs> do you know how, how, how did we get here uh, like organically do you know it, nothing was mm. forced which I enjoyed yeah because like at the same time do you know whenever because I, I have seen it whenever people think of our band they're like you guys have that song Drive don't you <laughs> and I'm like yeah and that is that was the only song on that e- it was the only song actually we had released at that point that had a different tuning than any, anything else yeah and that big heavy driving riff so in our heads then we're going big heavy driving riffs I'm a big fan of those let's do that's some what, of those that's what we do yeah yeah so we we just uh, no I I fell in love with the process of detuning and the life cleaning of my guitar and, and going for it yeah like, it, it was really fun <laughs> I think like that can kind of be the benefit of releasing like an EP or something as well because I've noticed with my songwriting it's gotten way more like exp- like just weirder and stuff yeah. and it's almost like and like I'm the same I want really want to do an album because it's like I don't know I've just been writing loads of songs and I feel it's like I want to and I've got it all in mind as like a cohesive thing but also I want to release the album and then go alright that's done what's next it's, yeah. like, it's almost like a capture all that there and then after that you can be like okay let's do something new again I, I've also like I've also seen some bands like and I, I don't want to start calling bands out but like I've seen some bands and during this they're putting out music and they're like just not giving it time yeah like I know a band that like put out put out a song like uh, pretty close to ours like r- mm-hmm. r- roughly around the same time we put ours out and they're putting out another one again yeah Do you know and I still haven't sat fully with the one they put out and listened to it the whole way through because well, to be honest I just haven't had the time but do you know I'm also finding in this lockdown, it's like, it's really hard to sit and get like the feeling of a band. Cause you know yourself, like, you know, you, you want to get a feeling of a band. You have to go see the band. Yeah. Do you know, you have to know, you have to go and find out like, is the guitar player nuts? Is, do you know, is the singer like swinging the mic around their head? Like how actually loud is the drummer without somebody compressing <laughs> them? Like that, like you think about like, like my, I love the reference of happy out. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to Happy Out on a recording, they can control the. If you listen to Happy Out live, <laughs> there's no controlling Lee. <laughs> nah, not at all. And he just smashed bricks and fucks up everything in sight. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I say, I will never get over it. See, see if somebody ever says to me, "What's the weirdest thing you've ever seen a drummer do?" I'm going to say, "Play two hours with nothing but a ride cymbal and a hi- set of hi hats." That just <laughs> mystifies me. I think it was a at Swell when I saw them. I was like, I was like walking past, and it just, like it was just like him just going for it, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> it's like the hem, it sound of him above everything. I was like, just what's I, going on with that I, band? Like, <laughs> like I love how I love I love how intense he gets, and then like five minutes later, he starts a yoga class. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just one He's of just those. keeping himself, keeping himself balanced, just like <laughs> trying, to keep, trying to keep his fucking heart rate down. <laughs> no, I've. But yeah, I've, like I think the definitely live is a big factor when you're even just like if you just seeing a band live can do so much for whether you want to hear any more or not. Like you go to a gig and that can be the whole thing. Be like, okay, I want more of this band. Well, like I remember, I remember when I was growing up, like the bands that I fell in love with was like, you know, in Poundland, you had like the DVD section mm-hmm. and you got like the shittiest DVDs. Like it was yeah. the shit, it was the shit that nobody wanted. I remember buying like 
Led Zeppelin live in the arsehole of nowhere, like Leonard Skinner live in the arsehole of nowhere, like a a motorhead one, and it was like one of those documentaries. It was like really cheaply done, where it was like yeah, the guys they were interviewing was like the the brother in law of the guy who was the roadie for Motorhead, you know, <laughs> like like that. That's who they were interviewing. But the clips in those of the bands live like gave you a feeling, yeah. Do you know, yeah, like, I, had, I had a weird one, like that uh, weird Dead Kennedys one. And it was just like random videos. Like there was nothing. Yeah. And I was just, but I was like, this is sweet. <laughs> I, I used to have a, I used to have a, dra- a Dropkick Murphys one. Uh, and they played Johnny I Hardly Knew You. And the guitar player had like two strings left on the guitar by the time they got to that song. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounded awful. But, like, but it sounded class. But yeah, like, <laughs> you could just had like, you could just, he did not give a fuck. He was just going for it. Like, he was just, yeah. after, and then there was a guy in the background with bagpipes, and it all got very ridiculous because, you know, it's the Rapkick Murphys and they think they're Irish. Yeah. But, but, like, it's just, I, I, I remember, I remember that feeling. And, like, I, I still have that song saved to my phone to this day yeah. because of it. Yeah. You, you know, because, sweet because, version. And yeah, and every time I listen to it, I go, fuck, do you remember that video? And your man just hammering the guitar with two strings on it. <laughs> and it's like, live gig give you a lot about like the band too. Do you know, because people say, yeah. like, you know, I, I, it's not as much now, like with, um, with like our generation of bands, I don't think it really matters what you look like um, because it's all kind of very unique. But if you think about like, like if I think about Johnny Marr, I know exactly mm-hmm. what Johnny Marr looks like. If I think about Liam Gallagher, I know exactly what he looks like. Do you know, you want to know, sometimes you want to know if, so actually, the best reference for that is Lewis Capaldi. <laughs> the, no, nobody can believe that that face matches that voice. <laughs> you know, yeah. and it, it is, it's one of those things, sometimes you hear a band, you go, fuck, they're, they're brilliant, and then you want to know the face behind it. Yeah. It's like the the first time anybody's seen any member of Slipknot with a mask off. They went, really? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an, another layer of like connecting with them or whatever. Yeah, well, I find that connecting with people in this shite is more difficult than ever. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not even that. Like, you know, you know yourself, like you want to reach out to people on social media and whatever, but because... Yeah. Like, and it used to work because social media was a leisure thing. Whereas mm-hmm. now with everybody being locked in the house and whatever, they're now scrolling past all your shit because they're fed up looking at Facebook yeah. for the 700th time today. Well, to be honest, I'm barely on it anymore. Like, and it's class. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> well, it's like, like I, I, literally, I go on for about, when I'm at work, if I'm on a break or something, I'll go on for about 30 seconds. Realize yeah. I've missed absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And then go on YouTube and watch Friends or something because, you know, it's Friends. Mm. See it over and over and yeah, over like, again. I'll, I'll probably go on to, like, share a new episode of this and then I'll realize that I'm endlessly scrolling for no reason and I'll be like, all right, hang on, turn that off. Now, do, you know what, do, you know what, do you know what the fucking dangerous thing is? Is I go on it now, scroll, realize there's absolutely nothing to scroll for, but when I'm looking at the bottom of the phone, I go, oh, there's the marketplace click <laughs> and then like at about four in the morning i'm looking at uh wheels for a baby's push chair i don't even need but they're on offer they're good quality though like yeah they're on offer and they're close by and i could probably pick them up in the morning you know bargain's a bargain man th- this is like it's it's not safe <laughs> I, like I, I was actually i said like i it, during the first lockdown i like swapped the guitar for a an Allen and Heath GL thirty four hundred desk, <laughs> fuck, in a in a in a flight case like it, it's like a, it's like a massive big case. And yeah, obviously it's going to be. This is a live uh, live mixing desk, is it? Well, it's a live desk, but my so... my uh, my long term plan is to plumb it in as a studio desk and then mm. live mix because that's how our first EP was done, and that's what I love. Like, um, mm. but. You know, it hasn't actually been anywhere. It's still in the the flight case, sitting or whatever. My brother comes in constantly and puts his hand on top of it and goes, "Have you regretted buying this yet?" And I'm like, "No." 
I'm like, that, that will pay for itself eventually. When I can get out in the world, it'll pay for itself. Yeah. But, oh, like, it's it's dangerous because I seen another one yesterday and it's a, like, 64 channel. And it's in England and it comes with its own wheels and everything. And I was going, oh, like, I could I could, I could have that. And I don't, wanna, <laughs> don't exactly know what I'm going to do with it, but I could have that. I, like, I don't think that's the most uh, irrational thing to be at during lockdown, to be fair. Well, there's a lot if of... There's a lot if you go like this, will be useful whenever I'm out of this. It's well, there's, not too there's a lot of Maybe I shouldn't be helping you rationalize this. <laughs> there's a lot of gear nuts, apparently, just buying shit now for when the world yeah. reopens. Because everything's got so cheap. Because, uh, with unfortunately, as bad as it is, with everything being shut down, like a lot of audio production companies and stuff are going out of business. Mm. So they're selling off all their gear cheap to try and pay off their bills on whatever. And everybody's yes. everybody's just kind of lapping it up. Like I've seen ads recently. Like I have I have two drum kits up for sale for a hundred sterling. And I like I had a guy trying to bargain with me on that for two full drum kits. And I seen a snare drum yesterday for a hundred quid. Just a snare drum. Yeah. Do you know, so like the bargains are definitely there to be had, but there's also some people trying to take the piss. Yeah. You know, but there is sure. there's a wild lot. Of, there's there's a wild there's a wild lot of gear selling and swapping going on at the minute. Like I, I've got rid of I've got rid of a lot of guitars actually, which I never thought I would do, but I have. Mm. Um, although I have this really weird thing now where I want to replace them all. Because <laughs> like, fill that void. I got rid of like a, a Gordon Smith, uh, GL, which is like a beautiful beautiful guitar. I think yeah. I used, I used it live once. Um, is it but like I got, a Les Paul style thing. It's like a junior, but it's got uh, it's like a DC, so it's got like double pickups, so two pickups, mm. and then they're like coil splittable. But it's just like a junior, so it's one piece slab mahogany flat, like nice. They're just a rock machine, like. And I got rid of yeah. that, and then I got rid of a a, a Squire semi acoustic, and I got rid of and I, well, actually, I, that doesn't. I bought a bass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like for for every one I get rid of I'm like hey I don't own a Telecaster anymore I should probably fill mm. that board and like my biggest one and any of the boys that's ever been in the band will tell you like uh, SCSGs oh, I'm ridiculous for SGs love them. Like, I, I, like I, I love them so much to look at and I'll sit and I'll look at them and I'll buy them and I'll play them for 20 minutes realise I hate them and relist them <laughs> It's like, are, they, it's like, are they not nice to play now? No, they, they're all like they're all just as much like, if anybody sees this that likes SGs feel free to roast me but they're all just shit Les Pauls because there is I, I do find myself looking at them sometimes and be like that'd be a good addition <laughs> it's like oh, it looks so good and then you play it and you go this is horrible <laughs> but like to be fair I, I, I'm really picky too because like I you play the archtop the 335 mm -hmm. style and I had one of those and I remember buying it and thinking I'm going to do so much with this guitar this is going to sound so different it's going to be so good and then I realised everything we play has distortion and it really wasn't that different mm. so you know me I swapped it for Les Paul and then <laughs> yeah and then so that's the thing it's like you, you get a you you can sit there and be like, geez, when I get that right guitar, it's all going to be different. <laughs> and yeah, then you start obsessed like, with the last guitar and then you realize that the one you had was already perfect. The, the only the only thing that I've ever fantasized about that actually sounded any different was my Marshall. Oh, yeah? Like, I, I, I bought my Marshall. I got it at a steel. I drove to Belfast, picked it up, put it in the middle of the car. I was fucking pissing myself laughing on the way up the road. And then I, so my cabinet at the time was like a four by eight, like hybrid thing. It was like a tiny, mm -hmm. but massive cabinet. Um, but I was like, I need the four by 12 to go with this head. Mm -hmm. So I got another, I got, a, I got another steel, as I call the granny steels, which is like the musician has moved away somewhere and the person who owns the house is getting rid of their shit and they haven't a clue what they're selling and you're there to rob them. So I got like another steel on a perfectly and I mean perfectly pristine Marshall cabinet mm -hmm. um, and then I did some jiggery pokery to it 
and a few modifications, and see when that thing lights up now, it will blow the balls clean off you. <laughs> but the, the the only thing is now, I've I've got to a point now where like I, I'm thinking about like our last tour, you know, and like yeah. when I when I'm thinking about tour, I'm like, oh, do you remember having to lift this, and do you remember having to lift that, and do you remember having to lift this? So recently, I found myself now on Thoman going, hmm. looking for a one by twelve, eh? No, not even. I'm looking at fucking uh, Helix. Oh yeah, like or a or a pod or fucking something, something yeah. that I, I can put in a laptop bag and throw in a little bit and go. Well, I'm going on tour. See you later. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't mind the big one at home. Too. Sorry, I don't mind the big one at home, but yeah, for going on tour again, I definitely want something smaller. Yeah, I Rob from two. He's been going on about the uh, Helix for ages. He says it's amazing. Like. Yeah, they are, they are. I like I've seen them in action, and the the only thing I don't like about them is that they uh they they basically their whole mission was to like get rid of the guitar amp. It's like we're gonna make yeah. guitar amp amp irrelevant, but we're gonna sell you this Helix, and then we're gonna sell you a PA speaker and a stand. Yeah, so you can hear back your Helix in our real time through our Helix special modified. Speakers that give you such a try, ah, they're just a lot of shite. Like that, mm. that, that is my only like pet peeve about them is that you didn't actually get rid of a guitar amp. Yeah. You've just got the controls for it now at your feet. Yeah. And you just made, um, so that you have to use their guitar amp on a stand. Yeah. And like, I'm a, an amp on a stick. <laughs> like, I'm, a, I'm an old school gearhead too. So, like, the more knobs, faders, and sliders, like, I'm all down for that. Like if anything comes, <laughs> anything comes with like a digital screen on it, I shit myself. I'm just like, uh, like at all. You want me to scroll through menus? How very dare you? The, the last thing I was using was a wee fucking jo- Joyo thing that size for 100 bean that's modeled on a Blues Junior and just pedals into it and it's, not, it's sweet. See, Jamie was Jamie was on about two like buying. Only has three, three, there's three knobs in it, and that's it. Jamie was on about buying this bass thing, and it's like a direct DI. It's called the Boomstick. And it's like it's got like it's got like built-in gain, built-in. I don't know compressor. anything about it, but he should get it. Yeah, but built, built-in gain, built-in compressor, built-in fucking uh, built-in octave pedal, and uh, it's like literally it's about the size of a curtain of fags. Yeah, and he was like, he was on about this, and I was all, well, what about the TC electronic? And he was like, oh, how small is that? And it's the you know the two fifty watt heads they about now. Is this a big? Bass, bass head? Yeah. Have you seen them now? I don't think I've I don't think I've seen them now. It's it's really interesting because I sent Jimmy's like, well, how small is it? I was like, it's hilarious. So I sent him like their promo p- picture for it. And the head mm-hmm. that the head's that small, the promo picture is somebody carrying it in their back pocket. Like <laughs> that like yeah. Like and it's I've heard it in use and it's so fucking loud. And I was just like God. They're gonna do that with guitar heads someday too. I believe in them. Well, they de- they had those uh, Vox ones where they re- remade the the valve. Did, have you seen them? Yeah, I don't believe in Vox anymore. They they broke my heart. <laughs> it's cool technology, but I they don't sound. It's not it's up like, there yet. Sometimes but they basically they basically turned a valve into like a flat chip. Yeah, and it's like and it's more efficient and stuff, so you shouldn't have to change it. And it's valve technology, but like, Shouldn't it sounds good on its own. It sounds good on its own, but then when you compare it to another amp, you're like, ah, uh, it's not quite right. But you know, in my mind too, like sometimes shit should just be left alone. That's the thing. It's like they keep trying. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Yeah, <laughs> and like they keep trying. It's like that. One no matter what technology happens, they're still gonna make valve amps. It's just always going to happen. Well, it's not even that. It's like that one time Gibson like sold a guitar that tuned itself and they were like, hey, hey, tunes mm. itself, tunes itself. And it's then the I, next year they announced they were bankrupt. Yeah, well, it wasn't even that. It was like uh, <laughs> it was like what I call the Apple theory, which was like, we're going to sell you this guitar that uh, tunes itself. And then when it doesn't work, we're going to sell you the parts to fix it. Mm. <laughs> and it's the same as Apple. Like Apple had the Mac. And they took away the uh, they took away the CD drive, and then you had to buy the external CD drive as well as the Mac. And then they had the iPhone, and they took away the headphone port. And you then had to buy the extra dongle yeah. to get the headphone port. It's, so, a, it's the exact same thing as what you're just saying about the Helix. Sure, you have to buy their their speaker and all. 
Yeah, but it's just like you can't just buy something anymore. You have to buy the accessories to go with it. Yeah. But it's just nuts. So we talked a little bit that you were starting out your single during COVID. Was there any other things that you picked up to co- to cope or? Oh Jesus! I how did you manage overall? Well, Was it well? How'd you find it? Play PlayStation. PlayStation. Um, I think everybody's in that boat. Just yeah. like gaming and online gaming or whatever. But I, I'm also like a, I I just love like documentaries and stuff and TV series. So I, I watched hmm. six seasons of Gotham. That was emotional. Uh, <laughs> what I watched, rewatched all of Prison Break. That was emotional. <laughs> rewatched nice. all the Friends. Rewatched all of How I Met Your Mother. Got up to date. That's one I've been thinking of uh, watching again. Actually, How I Met Your Mother. Head the other day. Yeah. So so it's been fucking years since I watched that. Yeah. And then I like uh, got up to date with uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah. So that was good. But I I also like I was. Also, try to amuse it's good myself. For, it's good for being able to do that stuff like guilt free. <laughs> yeah, because well, like usually you're like, oh, I have to, I have to do something else, but it's like oh, it's grand. <laughs> it's like I have fuck all to do. I, I built a guitar. Yeah. That that was the other thing. Mm. <laughs> so like, I had this nice one. I had this guitar gifted to me. It was like, no, it was a fuck. I wish <laughs> it was actually. It's my. It's like favorite. I'm gonna fix this SG problem by myself. <laughs> <laughs> We see this is hilarious. Like a perfect SG. The boy, the boys, like any anybody that ever p- plays guitar that like sees me always gives a giggle because I hate strats. Like I, mm-hmm. me and that guitar have never got along. Um, to play, mm-hmm. but I own five of them. And <laughs> but is it, is it only the Fender Strat or like do you like other guitars it, that look like strats? No, it's it's all. Nah. It, it's it's. Oh, really? I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's. The f- so like I have no problem with like the neck and stuff. It's just uh-huh. see that see that like contour on the back, mm. and like that really comfortable like uh, shim for your arm. I'm not mm-hmm. down with, with the comfort. <laughs> like I, I can't be dealing with something that hugs me when I play it. Like I, yeah. I want a good I want a good fight out of it. I want you want a big chunk of wood like a Telecaster. Yeah, a Tele or a Les Paul or or some something that's just beefy and horrible. It's, it's only like two steps away from being a tree. <laughs> yeah, I was like another guitar I sold because I had a notion for it, and and I really I had a flying V and a a gothic black flying V, and I thought it was the tits, and I had it for about ten minutes, and then I sold it again. Like I just I take these really nuts notions. I have a notion at the yeah. minute for I have a notion at the minute for an explorer. Mm-hmm. I know when I get it, I'm going to hate it and sell it again. <laughs> but I still I, I want it for those ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> It's good to know these things that though, like then you can be like, oh, well, for me. Well, like the strat, the strat thing, like it, it, I don't know, like my dad, because my dad's a player and he always had strats because that is his guitar. Like mm-hmm. he goes for, uh, they've just always been kicking about. But I have like five of them now, and one of them's, uh, I had a, a black one gifted to me, but it has like the seventies headstock on it, and it was in like is that with the is that the big oversized one? Yeah, the big fat one. Yeah, and it was like. And and the guitar wasn't bad repair, obviously. That's why I got it gifted. So it was missing like strap locks and it was missing like all the pickups and it was missing uh one of the machine heads and their vintage style and all this here, whatever. So I was like, well, I'll just make a little project out of it. And while I was putting it back together, I was like, You're black. Um John Mayer has a really nice black strap. So <laughs> I, 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 I I looked up the John Mayer strap and basically it just looks like it's been attacked by a sander. So I was like, I could probably do that. Mm-hmm. So I just, I went to town and then I started putting in like all the wee tiny things it has, so like the yellow scratch plate or whatever. And then I was like, I want to do something different with the strap because I don't play them and the only time I do play them is on recordings. So yeah. my favorite position on a strap is the neck pickup or in between the neck and the yeah. middle. Mm-hmm. So instead of wiring the buttery smooth tones. Yeah, instead of wiring the guitar up and giving myself all these options of what pickup I wanted, I directly wired that pickup to the output jack. Okay. <laughs> so you're like, <laughs> just just one pickup. <laughs> nothing else. The 
fucking knobs don't work, the switch doesn't work. <laughs> like you get one sound and that is it. And it's like it's like that job there sound. So I laugh now when ever somebody ever asks me about it because I just pick it up, play the intro to slow dance it in the burning room and put it back. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's all that was for. It's like the opposite of a like a Les Paul Jr. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty much it's got loads of options, but it does fuck all. Yeah, my my junior like, my, my junior actually does loads to be honest. My my junior's weird. Jun, juniors, I find like if you further with like the tone and the volume, you can get different sounds out of them all together. Oh yeah, that's my, that's my, the, my that's the magic of them. Like they're they're simple, but they're fucking classic. It's a guitar I've always wanted as well. My One junior day. is the best clean yeah, clean sounding guitar I have. You know, it, it gets. Is it a P90 in it or a humbucker? It's a dog-eared P90. Nice. So it's just that I actually I bought it. Um, we we're playing a wedding because you know sometimes we do that. We, mm-hmm. se- we sell out sometimes. Get into that wedding circuit, myself. Yeah, we gotta sell. We sell out sometimes. Uh, get some money. <laughs> yeah, we got. Well, actually, we got we got like pretty much like advanced for the wedding, and uh, with my share, I was like, want a nice guitar for the wedding, so I bought a junior. And then <laughs> played it at the wedding. And it's literally, uh, I think so it's, been, just, it's been the two no band practices. Yeah, yeah, it's been the two band practices since it just sits on the, hangs on the wall in my house. And every time I walk past it, I go, great investment. Sounded great. Sounded great that one day. Class. See, I can't, like, I, I am technically a collector. I'm technically a guitar collector. Um, but when it comes to doing stuff, I can't fi- find myself not reaching for a Les Paul. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that is, like, every time I want to do it, I'm like, right, okay. I'd, because, I don't know if it's because it's comfortable, because I know them inside and out. And I know what the sound is, and I know where the controls are, and I know what happens if I twist this this way. And Yeah. Or if it's well, okay. I think, I think it's like, um, if you, like, you don't, there's a, a weird feeling if you, like, you're trying to get a sound and you don't know what like how to do it because i even noticed that i was there's a song i was working on i was like maybe this maybe this song's actually in drop d the whole time and i didn't know <laughs> and i dropped it down to drop d and then i was like this is weird because it's like when i'm in standard i know like i just it's like instinctual and then when i turned drop d i was like out of my comfort zone so i think it's probably that so, so you, like you know how to get all the sounds out of yeah. out of uh call where if you picked up something else you'd be like i don't really know what i'm doing but yeah. that we element like unsure and but, that, but you know what some, sometimes that works because sometimes you're working on a song oh, can, and, yeah, definitely. and you're looking for a sound that kind of jumps out and hits you but, mm. but as as far as being comfortable goes like that is my that, the, and those are my children see those three Les Pauls of mine I swear to god I'll be buried with those <laughs> but we, then, that's we, we reworked into the coffin <laughs> are, are you you guys are standard are you um, we're uh, standard down half a step, just yeah. So you're half a step, and fucking you are yeah. standard because <laughs> we're not standard. Just make, just make it awkward, yeah. Because I constantly mention with somebody because I had somebody ask me one time how to play drive, and I was like, Oh, it's in drop D. And then uh, they messaged me and they were like, This sounds nothing like it. I was like, Oh, it's actually in C sharp mm. because we're half a step down, it's technically in C sharp, but I never really thought about it, yeah. Yeah, no, it's when you when you're down half a step, you're just like, This is standard now. Well, I like what's what's your string? Think what, about it. What's your string gauge? Um, on that jock, I've I'm using twelves. Twelve? You're one of those guys too, Jesus! I go chunky as possible. See, I was I was ten for years, and then I went to elevens, and I mm-hmm. I never got. I played twelves once. Actually, there's twelves on back to start. Um, I played twelves and once, and I couldn't. I just couldn't. Cause I do a lot of bending and stuff too, and it just yeah. wrecking my hands. I su- I switched recently. I was using the Dario twelves. Now I'm using some kind of Ernie balls. Yeah, I bought the Dario. Mm-hmm. I bought the Dario once and swore to never again. See, that was me with Ernie ball. First time I got them, I was like, no. Yeah, well, I, I bought. I, it depends what kind of guitar I'm playing. Well, it's because just, for that, I'm not tuning that those ones are better. But I think like on my other. Like on my, if it's a strat scale length, I think Dadari might be better. I'm not yeah. sure. 
uh, yeah, no, I agree with you there because Denario is my acoustic go-to string. Okay, yeah. But like, uh, when it comes to like, uh, when it comes to like electrics or anything, I always go like Ernie Ball, and it's because, mm. like, I I don't know how I developed it just over years. I like I can Ernie Ball's eleven gauge are thinner, or sorry, Ernie, Ernie Ball's eleven gauge are thicker than the Dario's, and I can feel it. If somebody had yeah, it, it's a different um, like cold. each individual string is slightly different. Yeah, like I can, I can. Fucking, if somebody handed me two guitars and one a Daddario and one an Ernie Ball, I'd be able to tell you which one's which because I can feel them straight away. I'm like, yeah, I know, yeah. I, I know which one I don't like. Yeah, but it's just, it's just one of those things I've got to now where I'm just like, now when I pick stuff up because I used to be like I would play any guitar. I think you're like that at the start. You'll just play anything, and yeah. when I go back and look at like uh, like our early band videos when the band started, I was playing cheap Telecasters, cheap SGs. Cheap Les Pauls. I was playing a thing one time that looked like a cricket bat that was made out of acrylic. Like there was just, like I was just, just, rock, ju- just about. But like <laughs> nowadays, like I go looking at guitars and I pick them up, and if I don't like it in the first thirty seconds, I don't like it. Yeah. And I'm actually I'm on the hunt for a guitar that I played once. Decided not decided not to buy it, and bought the Archtop instead. Actually, and I've regretted it every day since. Well, you're not going to believe this. We've got him here tonight. Oh no! <laughs> Do you know what it is? Actually, they don't even make it anymore. It's uh, what so kind of thing is this? Ernie Ball used to have uh, a fucking uh, like a, a Chinese line called OLP or OLC or something. Um, ah, the, yeah, that was like the the budget version of the Music Man, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, well, yeah, so well the, it, it it's like a it's like an Eddie. It's, I don't even know how to explain. It. It's like an Eddie Van Halen guitar, basically. It's like a okay. veneer cap, like one one volume knob and like two humbucker pickups, and that's it. And the the one the one I picked up was in purple, and it was like a hundred and seventy quid. And I was like, uh, at the time, I was actually the reason I didn't buy it. I was like, oh, it's so much like my Les Pauls, and yeah. you know, I don't know how I feel about it. And I want something different or whatever. I should have fucking bought that thing because I cannot find them anywhere. <laughs> yeah that line's done now they've like a different budget line I think. yeah which is yeah. it's the sub or something that's that's not good mm. I'm gonna die very shortly um is there any oh, really yeah is there any important questions things you want to talk about uh, um not really no I just wanted to get an old uh Catch up with yourself. How's you been? Because, like, uh, basically, this all like me doing the podcast came from lockdown, and then I realized it was a great alternative to playing gigs, or it kind of scratched that same itch. So, to reach out to musicians and give them a chance to get involved. How many have you done? Um, all, to get, all together, I think we're up in. I was looking at it today. I think it was like 20 or Oh, something. have you done anybody that hates me? Because everybody pretty much hates me at this point. No, but um, we did uh, the second one of these, like uh, musician ones, were, um, was Iron Everything. Oh, and shit. He said, uh, he said to not tell you that you were good or something. <laughs> so I'll have to edit that. Out. <laughs> he was telling a story about being in the, when he was recording one of your songs and he like gently head banged along and he's like, oh, shit. Didn't mean to tell him. Yeah, I know. I know what fucking song it is, too. <laughs> That's because I give I give him a lot of shit too. Like I give everyone yeah. a lot of shit, but it's just I I love winding. I think that's like my favorite thing. I love winding the fuck out of people, and like there's bands that I absolutely love, but I'm not gonna tell them that I do. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, because I'm, I. Do. Uh, yeah, can't like, be telling people that day. No, you can't be telling people that. Is it? It's like they come off stage and I'm like, it's all right. Like, uh, it's just all right. Like I, like I know they're gone. I know they're gone now. Um, but I used to fucking, I used to love recovery. Like I, I thought they were great. Like, I like I, I filled it, filled in on drums for one time in the ring because I, I mm-hmm. enjoy, enjoyed them that much. But I would have never told them that. I would have thought, yeah, shite boys, I'm real, real bad. That. <laughs> But I I do I do know some secret information about recording, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say it or not. I don't know if people know. Sorry, I don't think anyone listens to this anyway. All right, then, cool. Um, 
I'm going to say it anyway because I, I don't give a shit. It's not my mom. Uh, great. Give us that inside scoop. So I'll sell this to the mirror or something shit then. Fucking. So, so, so Mark and Jack from Recovery have gone back to, uh, what do you call them? They're not Lovengro, they're the other one. Lunakicks, uh, which was that pop band thing they had. Okay. And then mm. Chris Kelly is now the other guitar player in Gas Hands, which is no longer, mm. which, which I've been told is no longer Gas Hands. Jeez, big, big news. And Owen Dunnigan is the bass player. Okay, he filled in for them before, I think, didn't he? Yeah, but I, I have conspiracy theories flying around everywhere of bands that I think might be <laughs> bands that I think might be broke up. And he, here's here's a couple of my conspiracy theories. So okay, <laughs> uh, so the, the guys that were originally yeah, the guys that were originally in uh, shit. What did you call Owen's band? What did you call that band? Owen's band. Oh yeah, Foreign Oil. Foreign Oil. So the guys that were originally in Foreign Oil are now in a band called Hilo and the Tribes. Yeah, I just seen them on Facebook today. Actually, they were posting some stuff. They were saying they haven't done anything in ages or something. Yeah, so they're on High Low in the Tribes and then Owens and Gasans. So my curiosity is, are they gone? And then... Uh, I wouldn't say so. And then I know... Uh, I I know... Who else broke up? There's lo- Like, I know there's... I know there's basically when we get back to this, there's going to be a whole lot less bands in the scene yeah, than there yeah. was when this happened. Um, Still going to be a fierce good process, though. Oh, yeah. Hey, who else is going to put sharks in the bathtub? Um, <laughs> who else is going to talk about the sharks in the motherfucking bathtub? <laughs> well, for, actually, when we were listening to that the other day. We were kind of going, how the fuck did he come up with that? <laughs> and like, wait. Me, me and Adam actually have a direct question for you, which is... Okay, great. Is we are sharks and this is our fucking bathtub, right? A metaphor for big fish in a little pond. You got it. Ah! <laughs> we were sitting the other day going, I would have just said big fish in the... Who comes up with sharks in the bathtub? Well, I think actually... Uh, I think I talked about this on the the live stream we did because uh, Thomas, who the other host in the podcast, is he kind of like interviewed me and the lads as we played some songs, and I think this came up. But yeah, it was literally just like I was writing one of it's like it's like the the stereotypical pop punk song about hating your hometown or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like through it's like it's like being a big fish in a small pond, and then I was like it's like being a shark in a bathtub, and then it just made me laugh, and I was like. There you go. I've got to write that now. And did you know just, about did you know about the porn thing? Or no, <laughs> that was like uh, I found a, like a playlist of memes on YouTube. It was like I don't know be- best memes or something. And I was just like looking, like watching them. And the next thing, this came on. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that is so perfect. It's like two feet like, deep, lady. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> There's no sharks in the bathroom. I was like, I was like, I thought the intro. Like, as soon as I heard it, I was like, fucking hell. Like, it's so good. And you know what? Like, it's one of those songs, too, that will never be the same without that. <laughs> like, when you let, like, if you were to take that away now, everybody would be like, where's the girl with the whistle? <laughs> yeah. Shark in I the think water, it, it, it works, too. Like, uh... <laughs> it's so funny. But who good. was it? Um, what do you call? Oh, my God. I can't think of her name. Uh, from Tramp, Shanna, Shannon, Sh- Shanna. Is it? Is there an N at the end? Shannon? No, Shannon? no, Shanna. Sh- Shanna. That's it. I was like, Shanna. There we go. I'm just <laughs> going to edit it. Me saying it right one time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she was saying that uh, she was like playing the cassette in her kitchen or something, and then it's <laughs> like that, that would come on, and she'd be like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> well, this has got real awkward. <laughs> Well, actually, it was, it was, it would have been, would it have been? Yeah, it would have been an RKR playing when we were like pulled over by the police in England. <laughs> it's so funny too when people like, because some people like people do ask me, they're like, "Is that 
is that from? Because <laughs> everyone knows it too. It's weird. It's like not well, maybe not everyone knows it, but people know but it. I, and they're like, I love that song. Like on our, yeah. on our second EP, like we put we in, inside joke, like like we put in like the maniacal laughter at the start of Drive, and we put in like the ambulance sound for anxiety. But like on our new, uh, on our new track, like back to the start, um, like there's you can hear Juno coughing at the start of it in the booth. Mm-hmm. You can hear. That's what's going to ask her. Who's uh who's doing the other vocals on that one? Us, oh, Juno Hassan. So Juno, Juno, Juno would have Juno has some solo stuff where she does like some really really nice music. But um, okay, Juno would have like when I was at uh, when I was at Tech, like Juno would have been two. She would have been Luke Shear, I think she was like two or three years below me, and she has okay. to she has to sit with us at breakfast, or whatever. And I, as I do, I was winding her up, and mm-hmm. she's like, she's got she's only like seventeen. She might be eighteen now. She's got this really really good voice. And yeah. I was I was slagging her, and I was like, "You really think you're like Mariah Carey? Can you do that whole? Do you know that? <laughs> like that that whole lifting?" And she done it, and I was like, "There, there could be, there could be a, a there could, yeah, there could, there could, I'll there be could, in contact. I'll have people talk to people." So I, I just said to her then, I was like, "This this track needs a female vocal." Uh, and I want somebody with like a banging vocal. Could really do with like a Mariah Carey type. <laughs> yeah. So I just I said to Juno and I, and she agreed to it. Like and she nice one. she sounded so good on it. Like that's, she blew me. Yeah, away. sounds class. See when, when I was actually when I was mixing it, I used to just turn my vocals down completely and let her sing it. <laughs> if it actually if we had been in different situations where we could have got back in the studio, I probably would have just went down and re-recorded it with her. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, so like I left like her little coffin at the start of the song because songs I grew up listening to, like I love vinyl and stuff. You can hear everything yeah. in the background. Like you can hear like people yeah. talking and there's a really good Noel Gallagher song that was recorded uh, at the RTE studios called Dead in the Water. Mm-hmm. And at the start of it, you can hear the engineers talking to Noel and Noel answering them and like people walking around in the background and all. But the song sounds phenomenal, and I like like wee stuff like that left on. It's like Rock yeah. Queen by Guns N' Roses, do you know. Oh yeah. Uh, those those uh, sex noises in the background—they're—they're they're not. Uh, they were noises of sex. <laughs> they were noises. Do you know the story about that? <laughs> he like brought a prostitute back. No. To the studio. Or w- w- worse. That's worse. What I heard. It, <laughs> right. So, you know, Stephen Adler, the drummer for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was Stephen's girlfriend, and uh, him and her had like some kind of argument. Stephen wasn't at the studio. Axel and Slash were at the studio, so she was like, "Fuck you! I'm going to spend time with Axel and Slash." Landed down, had a bottle of Jack Daniels in her, and apparently, like this is according to her, Axel came over and was like, uh, <laughs> a- "Axel came over and he like laid his head in her lap, and he was like, look, I, I want you to do something for me. Like it's, it's, it's really important for the song, and it, it's, it's not like." It's not dirty. It's like artistic, and uh, yeah, it's like it's like really important to me. And like she, she genuinely said herself, she was like, for a bottle of Jack Daniels and a pack of smokes, I don't know anything. So, uh, <laughs> so ap- apparently, like they set rearranged the studio, lit candles, turned the lights up low. <laughs> Mike, yeah, because she was a classy bird. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, Mike, the fuck out of the room, and let the two of them go at it. And like, and apparently, she I didn't realize that. it was this like uh, this planned. Like the story I read was just like Axel brought a prostitute back one night. That 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 was the end of the story. <laughs> that, 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 it was, it was Adler's <laughs> girlfriend. Was and the, <laughs> so like, just imagine now, like fucking Axel and the doll, like in the room, and slashes behind the deck, just being like, just <laughs> tweaking everything. Side well, of the fingers, you, like you, Guns and Roses done a thing around that time uh, down on the farm. And there's somebody else playing drums that isn't Steven Adler. And it's because uh-huh. when he when he found out Axel fucked his girlfriend, him and Axel had a bit of a tiff and Axel put him through a table and cut his hand open. So he Hang couldn't on. play drums. You're telling me that Axel Rose is uh, not not the best man? Uh, Hard hey, to get along with? Hey, apparently. So we're here. So we're here. He's, I mean, you're full of news tonight, Tom. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's got absolutely nothing to do with his ego because his ego's small, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's his dick that's big. It's huge. <laughs> well, so we heard. 
I did. I'm going to die, uh, so I'm going to need to go. All right. Uh, promote anything quickly. Where can people listen? Where uh, go people? and listen yeah. to Back to the Start on Deezer, Spotify. It's a sound on TikTok. Let me see what you got on TikTok. Um, it's on iTunes. It's on fucking... It can be on SoundCloud if you really wanted to. It's on <laughs> YouTube with its own lyric video. Um, it, it's on Bandcamp where we also have our mugs, t-shirts and hoodies, which is mm. pretty much what's helping us through all this shit. Like, buy our stuff. Um, and then keep your eyes out because we have this other single coming and I promise it's it's going to be totally Sweet. emotional. I'll give you... A, it's, it's got an orchestra. Cool. So it's a whole so new world. I, I usually put put a song at the end of these episodes, so I'll put uh, back to the start. Have you got back to the start? Cool. I'll I'll buy it off Bandcamp and I'll, I'll stick uh, it on. You're uh, gonna yeah. legally download it off YouTube. <laughs> Not sure. It's Bandcamp Friday uh, in two days again, so I'll buy it and you'll get the hundred percent of the profits. Oh, thanks for doing. <laughs> I think it's like a pound anyway. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so you'll hear back to the start at the end of this, and then. And subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, or did you say SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever, yeah. get the next All track, whatever that comes yeah. out to. And thanks, Reese. Yeah. Uh, Cheers, on. And we'll get a gig again, hopefully, in the, before uh, <laughs> 2030, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. If, if all goes to plan. Bye, bye. Yeah. All right, man. Cheers for doing this, and I'll see you. Good luck. Bye. Tis like